Welcome to Sidewalk Talk. I'm Maria Batt. I'm the uh, creative director for Shovel the Sidewalk. We are a small marketing firm in Western New York, working with small businesses, building their brands, um, doing their advertising, and pushing their stories out through authentic storytelling. Um, and what better for telling stories of inspiration, sharing information and education than when we're all stuck in the house during this pandemic. Um, so today I have with me Luann DiBernardo, from, uh, well, I'll t I know her from a couple different lifetimes ago. So Luann, thank you so much for taking time out of probably what's a busy day or not as busy um, for you for joining us. No, you're welcome. It's great to be here. So Luann and I first met when I worked in the nonprofit field at the MS Society. And I remember the first time I met her and her brother Van face to face because the first thing that I noticed, one was Van's Emilio Pucci tie that he had on, because um, it's such a distinct pattern. And I met your father the same day, who I almost peed my pants laughing, because at this, it was this on the move luncheon, and we were honoring people who were making an impact in the lives of people who were living with MS. And we had this giant sign outside that said, join the movement. And Luann's father was just coming back from a bathroom and said, join the movement. I just had a huge movement. I'm all set. I don't need to. <laughs> and Thanks anytime I see the word movement anywhere, I think of him pretty much every single oh, time. <laughs> at that age, it's the highlight of the day. <laughs> it sure is. For yeah. any age, really. Makes yeah. everybody feel so much better. <laughs> so Luann is a North Tonawanda native and um, is the creator behind a pretty special company. Luann, do you wanna tell us what it is that, um, that you're up to? What's your business? Sure, well, when you and I met, of course, it was through the Multiple Sclerosis Foundation, like you said, and at that time, uh, the company was called Culture, and it was based, the whole premise was based on cooling to help prevent exacerbations on people who have chronic conditions that are caused by heat. So my brother designed for uh, DKNY, he got multiple sclerosis, and every summer he became worsened by heat. I had just moved home too, and Van, um, I watched him suffering and said, why don't you come up with a cooling vest? So we worked on that and on that angle with, with medical conditions for probably from 2010 through 2017. And then we started looking at other markets because it, it had its built-in challenges, insurance reimbursements that did not exist, things like that. So at the time, athletics was rising in, in terms of the competitive nature of it, even though it's always been competitive. But it was now we have athletes trying to shave seconds off their times and trying to beat their own records, much less other people's. And one way to do that would be to pre-cool. And pre-cooling, you can stall the point that overheating would typically occur. So I started looking at that audience because it's so big and they have the money to spend on and do spend on their strength and conditioning performance, anything that's going to give them a competitive edge. So we started looking at that for more viable, sustainable company reasons without ignoring our medical customers because they are, um, that's what started it. They were the passion. They're the wind beneath our wings. <laughs> so we, we do, we 
we're, we're now trying to focus on sports to generate um, interest there. Now, if anybody has ever seen a traditional cooling vest, not one of yours, mm -hmm. they can be very bulky, they can be heavy, they're ugly, they look like camping or fishing vests, and they'll have packs that you have to continuously um, change out and they don't keep you cool for very long. The cool thing with what you guys have created is it's very sleek. Um, you can wear it on the outside of your clothes and it looks just like a nice athletic vest. It doesn't make you stand out. How were you, well, how were you guys able to change that technology that allowed you to have this vest? Well, the technology, we actually, our hands were tied because um, we're using an, an existing technology and we do license it so no other cooling vest manufacturer is using it. Um, however, our competitors were using like ice packs that were like, you know, eight inches high and six inches wide and they're unyielding. So when you freeze those and put them into pockets of a vest, not only do you have incredible weight, but you have uh, enormous compensation. You're not able to bend or move because, because the packs don't bend or move. Mm -hmm. So I was able to find a pack, and I did a lot of research on this, probably a good year and a half, to find a pack that artic was articulated. So it, it'll bend with the body. It'll move with the body. That said, one of the most exciting things we're doing right now, um, or have done, is we partnered with UB. We received a Jeff Lawrence Manufacturing Grant. And we developed um, a game-changing cooling technology. So it is going to be, you freeze it, it'll be as cold as ours is now, which is colder than ice or gel. And it remains completely flexible. But unlike gel, where gel will, will reposition it, you know, it maintains its shape. So if I put it in a garment that goes from, say, the shoulder, shoulder blade to the waist, it's completely movable when you move. So we're super excited about that. But in terms of the delivery system, the garment itself, Van designed for DKNY, he's been designing since he was a kid. So the unique thing about our company is that we are not a one trick pony. We Design is not a problem for us. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how familiar everybody is with MS, but it's, it's a disease unlike any other. It affects everybody very differently. If you've met one person with MS, that's all that you've met is one person with MS. No two cases um, are alike. And, you know, so many have issues with heat. Some people have issues with cognition. Um, and Van's story is incredible. Just, you live in North Tonawanda. Most people living in NT think that they're never going to get out. And... <laughs> It smells well. The feels sign when you enter the city says, "The sign when you enter the city says we've been expecting you." It's a little terrifying. It's terrifying, and yeah. then the other side, it should say, "And you're never leaving." Yeah. <laughs> so many people never do. Yeah. But he got out, and he was in New York, and he was a, a fashion designer. He was in Italy for a while too, oh, right? Every he was everywhere. He was he lived in New York, but he was constantly traveling to Italy, Brazil, Spain. Uh, wherever they had factories. And, you know, as I learned with from Van, wherever the factory is determines the uh, quality of the shoe. So if the shoe's made in China, you know you're getting a street version. If the, if it, then, there, then it's Brazil, Spain, and Italy. So he traveled to all those facilities overseeing the manufacturer from prototype to manufacturing. So he, yeah, he had a, 
a dream job. A dream job. And, you know, for some, getting MS and having to say goodbye to that um, portion of your life, it could, it could break somebody. It could completely break somebody's spirit. And he's such a beautiful example of how something can happen to derail where you want your life to go, but there is a way to make a positive out of it. And this vest is absolute proof of that, of what you guys have done. Thank you. Thank you. Now, you recently went to a convention, mm-hmm. a sports convention with like the big wigs, like Nike and professional sports teams. And you guys really stood out and you were telling me a story about how you met somebody from Nike and then did a presentation and their plans changed a little bit. Let's well, tell us. Yeah, and I don't know that for, I don't know that, but I can tell you that I went to this, um, it's called the Heat Summit and it takes place at um, the Core Stringer Institute at UConn. So UConn has this um, world-class heat lab, and it's led by Dr. Doug Kaza, who's the world's leading expert, or top three anyway, um, on exertional heat stroke and heat injuries, and also just overall injuries in athletics. And um, Oh, what am I trying to say? He, he works with athletics, he works with industrial, mm-hmm. and he works with, um, did I say military? No sports, sports, military, and industry. So his his goal is to address address why does heat stroke happen and how can you prevent it from happening? How can you watch for this? Because it's one of the few diseases conditions that are a hundred percent preventable, and you can't say that about too many. So I met with Doug three four years ago. He said your products are phenomenal. We've kept in touch. I I lean to him for advice. And that he had this heat summit. And I was very honored to be invited because it was the creme de la creme. I didn't know that one before I, I got there. But it was not really the sports teams that were there, but all the leaders of the, like the top five college teams that were there that had expertise in either thermoregulation, hydration, um, you know, kinesiology, nutrition. The, the chief medical officer of the NFL was there, Nike and their, their innovation textiles guy was there, Camelback. It was really an amazing experience. And then I was there and I was asked to speak and it was a really proud um, moment because, you know, Nike introduced a prequel vest in 2008 for the swimmers in the Beijing Olympics. I've been me path maybe a little too early to something pretty big um the next thing next time he introduced it was 2018 i saw rafael nadal wearing it on the sidelines during the u.s open and i'm like when are they bringing this to market and why aren't they bringing this to market so the vest was a little more realistic but still i could see it was somewhat bulky so which as an athlete you don't want bulk or extra weight. no you don't want bulk and but 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 to to clarify that level of athlete, they're pre-cooling and recovery cooling. Mm-hmm. They're not wearing a vest while they're performing. Gotcha. You still, if you're warming up or if you're stretching, you still want to be able to move. You don't want to have to sit like up straight upright because you're wearing ice. Mm-hmm. So my opportunity came after the um, gentleman who's in, in charge of textile innovation spoke, which was really exciting. What they're doing, you know, we're nowhere near close to, but 
Let, let's face it. But then I got up and I talked about our new partnership with UB, developing game-changing technology. And I also talked about innovative textiles because they are. Every fabric in our garment is doing a job. Afterwards, uh, this gentleman and I spoke at length, probably about, at least a good 20 to 30 minutes. And I couldn't wait to ask the question, um, when, why haven't you brought this to market? And I have to be honest, when he said we are, my, my heart sank. I was like, I've been fighting this fight, underfunded, partners in and out because they don't want to do what I'm doing. Um, and I'm going to lose it in a heartbeat because Nike puts a swish on something. I, and I don't think the moment passed before I got excited and thought, no, you're going to make me money. You're going to launch and do all the educational marketing piece that I can't touch. And I'm going to be right there waiting in the wings. As somebody put it to me recently, um, just a few days ago, the pioneers take the arrows. Let them take the arrows. So then later I did ask him, I said, what are you going to be cooling your vest with? And he said, we're going to be using ice. Um, filling bladders with water, putting the bladders in the freezer, and then putting the frozen water into the front of the vest. So if you do see pictures of Raphael Nadal wearing this vest, you can Google it and see it you can see that he is, it's like it's suffocating him. It's like that ice is right here. So I felt pretty proud. I thought, wow, look at us go. <laughs> we, right. have, we have our own technology and yeah. And I mean, good. eventually that ice is going to melt. It does. It does. It's not, not only are you going to get right. freezer burn because they're, it looks like they just have like a spandex fabric. So you're going to get freezer burn. And yes, that's going to melt pretty quickly. Now our packs will warm up, but they warm up slowly as they take on the heat from your body, they will warm up slowly, but not like ice. Now, how could this help? You see a lot now, so you're, you're getting into athletics, but that is not just professional around the college level. Um, you see too often um, youth athletics, kids getting heat stroke, going to the hospital, and unfortunately, even in some cases, dying. This could help them too, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. So the science is that 75% of your body's core, your core body temperature, let me rephrase that, 75% of your body's total energy is devoted to regulating body temperature. 75% is a significant percentage. Only 25% is left for moving muscle. So it only stands to reason if you're adding exertional heat with environmental heat, something's going to give and that something is the athlete. So a lot of parents and a lot of coaches think that kids are better able to regulate body temperature. Wrong. Kids are less able to regulate body temperature. When I say kids, I'm talking about youth up to, you know, high school level. So all the death, most of the deaths are happening on high school football fields. They aren't conditioning these kids before they're going on. They're not pre-cooling. If they pre-cooled for 30 minutes before they started playing, they're stalling the point that much better um, that they're going to be overheating. You're, you're, you're buying a little bit of time. And then when you, those kids come off, recovery cool. Anytime you're on the sidelines, throw on that cooling vest. Because the only other method is to put the athlete in a ice tub. And you can only fit one athlete in an ice tub. So it, it's a great solution for youth sports. And having multiple vests is way more practical than having, you know, in a little league field or high school field, multiple tubs of ice water. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You have an away game. You, you, there's no way you're going to have that ice. 
And what do you think about the level of educate? Now we don't, we all are doing the best with what we can and most of these people are volunteers. So I don't wanna um, you know, say anything bad, but the education on heat stroke is not really there. We focus a lot on um, concussion awareness and, and, and how, you know, for football, the proper way to hit and, and signs to look for um, if your kid gets hit or your athlete gets hit, but there's not much on heat stroke. So you'll see, you know, kids running and well, this kid ran too small. You're running another, go ahead, go around and run, no water for you. What needs, where should this education start? It should start with the athletic director and, and the athletic trainer. <clears throat> Excuse me. I mean, a lot of coaches do have the knowledge and a lot of coaches don't, but it really isn't their job per se. And I have to give the nod to the Corey Stringer Institute again. That is what they do. Um, legislation is being passed. It was just passed in New Jersey that when I say legislation about heat safety, about safety in general, but with an emphasis on heat safety. And you wouldn't think in New Jersey that that would be a problem, but it is a problem. It's almost more because we in the Northeast aren't used to the heat. So we're affected almost more when the heat comes. We don't know what to do with that. <clears throat> Excuse me, but Doug Kaza is has his DNA in all the legislation that's being passed throughout the country. And as he puts it, he's gonna change that legislation one state at a time, that there has to be an athletic director present in every high school. And that person is responsible in the training they're giving identifies heat stroke, they know what to look for, they know if there's confusion, mumbling, um, sweating will stop, um, legs will get weaker, that's heat stroke. Heat exhaustion, heat exhaustion turns to heat stroke within minutes. And when we were at the heat summit at, at UConn, Doug Kaza told so many stories about kids that, that died that should have been having fun with their their buddies at five o'clock that night but instead died because nobody recognized the signs and that's unforgivable but so, you're so, right it's it's ignorance so what should we be doing maybe your kid's athletic director isn't educated on it yet or you're part of a little league team that you know it's just not on their radar what can we as parents of athletes or if we're athletes ourselves? um you know, aside from purchasing the cooling vest, what can, how, how um, soon before a game or practice should we be cooling? How soon after should we be cooling? What should we be doing so we can stay safe? Cooling is the key. Um, you know, if you're lucky enough to have a cooling vest, I'm not saying just ours, but if you're lucky enough to have one, um, like cooling that 30 minutes beforehand is going to buy you that much longer. And, and if you're interested, it's gonna give you a competitive edge. Mm -hmm. Even for marathons, there have been studies that showed if you cool before a marathon, that stronger start is going to have a benefit throughout the marathon. And like I said, it's not me saying so. Um, so cooling is really, is really key. The other thing is just listening to your body. And a lot of people feel, you know, that no pain, no gain. Mm -hmm. Well, there's some pain where it's going to kill you and heat does kill. And like I said, it's only, it can be seconds. It can be a matter of one, maybe two minutes if you're lucky before heat stroke turns to a fatal heat stroke. So you need to watch for things like you're getting clammy. Um, you're, you start sweating less. Uh, there's mental confusion, fogginess. You feel muscle weakness. 
these aren't things that you should should ever be pushing through. Stop, take it, and hydration alone will not stop this. You can be completely hydrated and die from heat stroke. That's so, interesting. Not a lot of people, I think, realize that. No, I, I didn't. You know, I've done a lot of research through the years. It's, and, and that's where, you know, we're different than being a cooling vest company. I feel we have a responsibility to educate as well. So I'm glad you're asking these questions. I would have, wouldn't have thought to bring it up. Now, you guys are now Oro Sports. Is that correct? Did I We're now Oro Sports, yes. Oro Sports. And you're operating out of, your, where's your factory? In Tonawanda? It's actually in Tonawanda. Yep, on Kenmore Avenue in the, like near the. Um, like near like Vulcan area? Near Vulcan, near Vulcan, yep. Okay, bunches of factories over there. And you have a team that once we're out of this pandemic is going to be back to, to work helping you out. Um, what do we have to look forward to from you guys? And um, how do we find you if we're interested in getting a vest? That's a good question. Um, I do want to say our pivot to oral sports was based on um, the fact that athletics and performance piece are, is coming to the forefront in ways like we've never seen before. Um, and again, we were having the challenge in trying to um, trying to address our medical markets because a lot of compromised health, people with compromised health have compromised incomes. And so we are trying to work on getting insurance companies to do more reimbursement. But it's something that, as you, you know from your work at the MS Society, that um, it's a slow moving piece, but we are still working towards that behind the scenes. And I do have to say, if it weren't for my partner and who was you know, pivotal, or I should say instrumental in, in the pivot, we were at a point where it was fold, fold up and go home. Mm -hmm. or jump into a deeper level of debt. And um, my partner said, no, we are going to start this over. And if it weren't for him, he, he owns the manufacturing facility. And I'm not too embarrassed to say this, you know, he, it's all on him. I was willing to go forward, but it's not my money that's producing the inventory. And Tom was willing to forge ahead and say, no, we, we have to do this. Too big a need, too many people counting on us. We work too hard to get where we are. So my nod to Tom Burns for, for supporting, supporting me. Which it's okay. I mean, we, boy, how many of us are in that position right now where our small businesses are, are closed up and we're worried about whether or not they're going to be able to open again, but it's, right. it's okay to take a pause and to pivot and, hop on a new track that's still going to get you to the goal that you were right. hoping to achieve. And speaking of pivots, thanks to COVID, we were looking at team sports and youth team sports predominantly. And um, what happens the minute we do that, January 1st, we have this virus. So we're doing a slight pivot to move to um, isolated sports, runners and cyclists. So we're, um, it, 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 it was an interesting exercise. It was like, we have to do something here. What is the answer? And you know, the answer wasn't too far away from us. So right now we're focusing on a, a sport we weren't even planning on for a while. It's, it's funny, you don't wanna think of a pandemic as an opportunity by any means. However, it has given everybody time to think. And if you are a business owner, okay, what could I be doing right now? Who else could I be helping that maybe I normally wouldn't be able to be? Or, or whose attention 
can I grab because we're all scrolling on Facebook or we're scrolling through LinkedIn. So who else could we be helping? I know that's why um, we're doing these podcasts is just, we want to be able to talk to people and we want to be able to help. And, you know, we're a marketing company. How do we do that? We connect through telling stories and your story is so inspirational. And the work that you guys are doing is so incredibly important. Um, and I'm just so excited that I even know you guys. <laughs> and I was a part of at least seeing your story, you know, um, come up. So where, um, somebody wants to learn more about oral sports, where can we find you? Well, the website is um, Oro Sports USA, and Oro is O-R-O. It it's, means gold in Italian and Spanish. Uh, that was so, going to be one of my questions. Yeah, well, we'll kill that one right now then. Mm -hmm. um, so I was just trying to think of a name that, that um, signified quality, because we are super quality. And so the gold medal, gold standard, um, so Oro Sports is where that came from, orosportsusa.com is our website. Um, you can purchase online e-commerce. Uh, Sheridan Surgical does still carry our products and they're on um, Bailey and Niagara Falls Boulevard. Mm -hmm. So you can get them there. And um, we are hoping to have a brick and mortar, not our own, but to have a space that we will have for the summer. Um, oh, so great. right now I can't lead anybody there. Um, Bison Botanics on on Military Road, mm -hmm. they have our cooling headbands because they're great for migraines and headaches. And Bison Botanics gets a lot of customers that have health issues. So even our, um, they have a couple of us there too, come to think of it. Because even people who have back injuries um, are wearing our new cool sport, which just goes down the back. And so we are finding that people are using it for therapeutic and rehabilitative purposes. So I'm Sorry, I almost forgot to mention Bison Botanics on Military Road. So you do more than just vests. You do headbands Oh, well. yeah. We do. We have a Vestino, which is just the, the one that goes down the back, and it's worn like a backpack. You forget you have that thing on. Of course, you're not going to get the maximum cooling like you do with the full vest. The cooling headbands positions the cool pack at the base of the skull, so you're cooling the blood as it goes to, returns to the brain, and the brain is where overheating occurs. And then we have cooling gloves. It's a fingerless glove and it holds firm to your palm, a cool pack that cools the palms because the palms have a dense network of veins, the veins and arteries that act as the body's um, uh, radiator. And if you can cool the palms, you can also return the blood to the body cooler. So we have four products right now. So something really for anybody. Um, so if you're, yeah. you're an athlete, if you're somebody like, my son who gets chronic migraines, there's the headband, oh. um, you know, definitely uh, take a look. We'll have a link um, in the podcast so you guys can get right directly to, to oh, the Oral yes. Sports website. So thank you so much again for taking time and telling your story, Luann. It was good to see your face. Thank you. Nice to see you, Maria. It was an honor. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so um, thank you, everybody at home who's listening or who's watching us. If you have a story or know somebody who has a story that can inspire us or give us some information or education that can help all of us sitting at home right now, um, hop over to our, our, our website, shovelthesidewalk.com. We have a form you can fill out and we're we're on our computers most of the day because we're working from home. So we'll get back to you right away. Thank you very much. Um, and this has been Sidewalk Talk.